and boom goes the dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a new episode of The Boom. And look, ladies and gentlemen, this is our introduction to Mania Week here at Fight Game Media. We Fight Game Media is going to be bringing you 14 podcasts this week. I believe this is going to be the fourth podcast released. Kevin and I are going to be back later this week doing a uh, Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor review we're going to do a small preview here on tonight's show. Kevin, are you ready for Mania Week? Do you have it in you? I was I was ready, and then I watched the Oscars, and now I'm just emotionally drained. Right. Like, I really wanted to start this off talking about one of the greatest matchups we've seen on national television in a while, and we're going to come back to that. But first, I want to tell everybody about something Fight Game Media has coming up um, as part of this Mania Week celebration. Um, we're giving away a free POAP. What's a POAP, you're asking? I'm sure you're familiar with what an NFT is, or at least you've heard that acronym thrown around. This is a form of an NFT, but it's more like a digital collectible that we're giving away to our listeners. But it also has some utility, which we're going to get to in a second. Basically, it's like a ticket stub. Right. Like it's if you go to an event, a lot of people, instead of giving you ticket stubs now, they're giving you NFTs. This is very, very similar. So... How can you mint your POAP? I've got the instructions right here, and I'm about to break it down. Go get yourself a digital digital wallet, which is free to do at MetaMask.io. And you only have to do this once, and you can collect a number of POAPs, a number of these NFTs from Fight Game Media throughout the week. Go to the store of whichever app you use on your for your mobile phone. Download the POAP app, and that's P-O-A-P. Enter your EDNS eth address or your email address so basically go download this app enter your email address at any point you can then get an ethereum wallet and connect it and again the app will tell you exactly what you need to do on the bottom right hand corner of the app click on the mint button and you're going to select something that says secret word and you're going to type in the secret word for this show which is roh supercard one word the word is case sensitive it's all lowercase there's no spaces and then this NFT, this POAP, is going to pop up in your wallet. Um, now, where does the utility part come in? Why do you want to mint one? Fight Game Media has a few prizes attached to these, and we're going to announce three individual prizes near AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, and you can only win if you have these NFTs, if you have these POAPs, if you've collected them. The first, a cameo-style Q&A video from Dave Meltzer, the man himself, you ask him your combat sports questions, and we'll send you a video of him answering it. Number two, a guest appearance on any Fight Game Media podcast of your choice. That's right. You can be a part of all this. You can sit right here in the Boom Studios with me and Kevin Ely. I can't imagine anything more exciting, personally. <laughs> um, although, expect Puppet Up to be ready to wrap you up at any moment. Yep. Um, and then third, and this is really cool, a WWE chair from a pay-per-view event the exact pay-per-view is going to be decided based on availability. I think that's really cool. So you can get um, a guest spot on a show, a uh, direct answer of all your questions from Dave Meltzer, or some of your questions, or a WWE-branded pay-per-view chair, on, all for free just by going and downloading this app, minting your, your POAP, minting your, your POAP, your NFT. And again, you can do this at metamask.io. And if you have any questions whatsoever, um, you can email us at fightgamemediapoap, P-O-A-P, at gmail.com. 
If you want to email me, james at punchershancemedia.com, I could help you out as well. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun. I love that we're doing this. We're doing different ones for each show. There's a ton of them to collect. And, and again, you can win some really cool stuff by doing it. Kevin, do you think what just happened less than an hour ago in the Oscars, mm-hmm. Will Smith slapping the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth, do you think this will bring your family any closer to a co- complete turn into combat sports fandom, or is it less likely to? I, I, saw, the, I saw the spark in their eyes as they wondered, <laughs> was that real or was it not? Was that staged? Yeah. Because America uh, was wondering without yes. knowing the terminology, is this a work or is this a shoot? Because everybody knows the Oscar ratings have gone from 50 million in the 1990s, early 2000s yep. to like 9 million last year. And even I thought it until I finally watched the uncensored version of it from Australia. And I was like, Will Smith isn't that good an actor. He's good. He's not that <laughs> That's good. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And now, listen, we, you and I both know Triller is just salivating. Oh, yeah. They, you know they want these two men in their tiny little triangle cage. They just right. debuted. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I think Chris is, uh, Chris is not down for it. I don't think Chris is down for it. Chris handled it like a champ, though. Yeah. And he is taking the majority of the heat on Twitter. Yeah. I'll just say... If you for a can't joke make that was fun probably of, written for him. Yes, it was written for him, guaranteed. He's making fun of someone's haircut in the audience. If you can't do that, then you can't really do comedy. You know? Yeah. I don't. Now like, I, I understand. I, I understand that Jada Pinkett has like a hair condition, yeah, which and that's I didn't why know. that's why they were sensitive to it. And, and all he probably there's a real chance either he or the person Possibly. who wrote the joke for him yeah. does not know. Yeah, but, um, but it's kind of like. I mean, if you once you get a seat down there in those cushy seats in the front of the Oscars, you have to pretty much know you know. you're under roasters rules. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly right. And I love that Twitter is roasting him for the, they they are attacking Chris Rock for the very thing that Twitter is known for, yes. which is roasting everyone. The favorite Either line way. that I saw on Twitter, oh, which God. would really only make you laugh if you watch the whole Oscar broadcast, but someone said, um. Like, yeah, that was amazing, but it was no uh, Flash entering the Speed Force. Okay. I got that joke because I watched a few seasons of The Flash, but I didn't know that had anything to do with the rest of the Oscar broadcast. So in the Oscar broadcast, they had these weird awards that were like fan favorite awards, and they had like five countdowns. Okay. And they had a category that was like biggest crowd cheering moments in movies. Okay. And one of them was like Avengers Endgame when uh, Captain America has the hammer and he says Avengers Assemble. Yeah. There was another that was, um, uh, shoot, what were some of the other ones? There was Jennifer Lawrence singing in Dreamgirls. Okay. Like great stand up, you know, and cheer moments in cinema history. And the number one was from Zack Snyder's Justice League when the Flash enters the Speed Force. Oh, my which God. Which I had forgotten even happened. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is amazing. That is. A, that's a great. That joke is so much better now that I know the context. <laughs> Thank you for giving me that. So I think I think uh, I think uh, Vince Russo was the. Uh, producer of the Oscar broadcast tonight because that the whole show great. had that sort of just sort of unhinged. Uh, See, if I would have yeah. known we were getting a fully unhinged Oscars, I definitely would have watched. Like, I quit watching a few years ago. I used to be super in to these award shows, specifically 
TV and movies. Right. Um, because I've worked in, in the industry for a long time. I had no clue it was going to be this. Like, this yeah. sounds like it's worth the price of admission. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. So, any other hot takes on uh, on this this little give and take? No, I think we probably... Well, we'll just see what the aftermath is. Probably by the time people listen to this, and there'll be those, uh, arrests and all kinds of yeah, interesting... Yeah, for those wondering why we're talking about this, like, my phone is blowing up right now from people wanting to talk about this. Because right. I posted, like, I threw an Everybody Hates Chris logo on a good image of it. Threw it out there. <laughs> it was very so, good, yeah. And so that's telling everyone, like, James is down to talk about this. And I can't right now... Nobody believes I'm doing a podcast. I tell them yeah. I'm doing a podcast. Nobody believes it. Yeah. But they're not AEW fans, and that's a real issue. Speaking I mean, of which. Japanese, Japan, Japan's leading wrestling journalist, Fumi, just tweeted about it. Oh, my God. The, see, there you go. This is relevant to our conversation. It really is. It's someone it, it someone posted, I think it, maybe it was JD uh, of the Fight Game crew that uh, posted of like um, – Everybody in America freaked out except wrestling fans. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because we're all wondering, well, you know, right. this could just be a ratings ploy. Absolutely. Right. And especially the way, and I'm pretty sure the guy that is producing the Oscars this year yeah. also, he like he produces all these major live events. I'm pretty sure he's the same guy who I worked with on the TV show Haunted Live. I know that sounds ridiculous, okay. but I think it is. And if it is, I'm going to try. I want like, I want to talk to him. And he did a great job of like he wasn't playing. Around. They muted everything like America yeah. lost, get, got none of it. None on of my, the words on my feed. They muted it all the way through Questlove's acceptance speech. Oh, like, wow. All the way through the commercial break. Wow. Again, I wasn't watching. So I'm only discovering things from tidbits on Twitter. Yeah. They went hardcore like they didn't want anything popping through. They don't want those 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 huge fines. Um, but okay, let's get back yeah, to let's wrestling. talk about some fake fighting. Let's talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one of the things that's been a big, uh, a big topic for AEW fans has been the ROH purchase. And there's been a lot of, a lot of people have been super excited about it. I think I'm in that camp. A lot of people have been super critical. And now we're going to get the first ever Tony Khan ran ROH super card of honor. The first ever ROH show going head to head with rampage. Coming up this this coming Friday, and it's a card that has gotten a lot of criticism for having a major amount of AEW talent on it and not a large amount of ROH talent on it. And so we're going to talk. We're going to go through this card. We're going to break it down as best we can. And uh, and Kevin, let me know. I want to know your thoughts on it. Uh, are you mm -hmm. happy with the way the card is shaping up so far? Like at this point, we're mm -hmm. we're a little under a week out. We have five matches. We know there's going to be more matches than this. And um, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts so far? I'm kind of easy to please with it because I really don't have high expectations. You know, I pretty much had written ROH off when they yeah. shut down for a while. And I was even surprised that this card even got announced. Right. Um, so, you know, I kind of. I kind of don't have any like sort of like I wish it was this or wish it was that. I'm, I'm I am curious about it. I, I I asked some people during the week too about. I thought it was really curious that they made such a big deal about Tony Khan buying ROH on AEW television. Yeah, and they've talked about ROH quite a bit, 
even on dark um Jay now they're giving, had a match right yeah now they're talking about title reigns and all right. that which i like i like i wish they did that with every <sighs> yeah everybody all the time that they held um Jay Lethal had a match on Dark, and they referred to him as the face of Ring of Honor. And even in his promo, he talked about himself as the face of Ring of Honor. But interestingly, they never mentioned this show on yeah. any of the TV shows or any of their programming or any of their social media. And yeah. so, you know, I didn't worry too much about the, uh, the TV I because I totally understand why Warner Media would not want them yeah, promoting I a show that. opposite of uh, Rampage. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was curious that they just don't even mention it anything else. Um, but, uh, I asked about it a few places and Garrett, uh, the boss man of fight game media, who, um, is in pretty, you know, good stead with Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. um, had heard a few things, uh, from him about it. And he said that, um, or maybe he talked to Tony himself. I'm not sure if it was in an interview or something, but, um, his sense was that maybe Tony just didn't really feel like he was ready to really relaunch it yet. And so this is a little bit of a sort of a partially an old school ROH card. Right. And I know it's the kind of last thing they had planned Mm -hmm. before it sold. And now it's going to be that with a little touch. Right. From Tony Khan. So I'm curious if it's going to be like, is anything major going to happen here? Or is it going to be more of like a ROH exhibition, almost nostalgia type show? You know, I mean, there's some, you know, I mean, the world's been waiting for ROH for, uh, the Briscoes versus FTR. I know, especially you have for a very, and so long that's, time. that's the big show, you know, that you alone, as well. Yeah. You I as have. Well, I have, yeah. uh, we were just talking before we went on air that I've, um, was just looking up tickets like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying there's still some, there's still some, still some, some seats left, left. like 25, 35 bucks. That's hot, man. That's so hard to pass up. It's so hard to pass up. Yeah. It's I am a good crowd, but they're, yeah. I kind of like this. I like that it feels like a almost like a buffer show. Yeah. In between. I th- and I think that's a good thing. And I think the fact it has a lot of AEW talent on it is good as well. Again, you want our like if ROH is going to continue under Tony Khan, you want it to grow. Mm-hmm. Even if not to the level of AEW, which it's not going to, but at least get it back to its past glory. And the way to do that is to get AEW fans to tune in to see their favorites. Like, again, we've got FTR taking on the Briscoes and we've got um, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty and, and matches like that. And then when they get there, let them be wowed by Jonathan Gresham and Bandito and the Briscoes and all these other amazing ROH talents, and I'm I'm hoping we get a few more on the card. We're going to have Joe Hendry. We're going to have Ninja Mac. We're going to have um, Alex Zane is going to be taking on Swerve. Um, and Alex Zane's a guy who's been on WWE, but again, I think a lot of people saw him there and don't really remember him. Yeah. I don't even recall what his name was there. But I think it's a good – AEW, Tony Khan, I should say, is in a really good position to expose people to what ROH is and what it stands for bring in new fans and and help blow this up into what it could become. And I hope that's really how he uses it. And I, I really hope I know a lot of people I personally know are worried 
that he's going to use this to take the belts off the Briscoes and send them on their way. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's not the case. I know Warner Media came down hard that they're that Briscoes aren't going to be on AEW. And originally we we heard from um, who was it that made that report? Um, another wrestling outlet basically reported yeah. that it was no Briscoes on AEW and also none in ROH. But we got this. Yeah. which I think is a positive, and I hope that's not the case. I hope it's not just take the belts off of them, send them on their way, but it is possible due to what we know about Warner Media. Yeah, um, that's going to be an interesting match because you either keep it on the Briscoes with all the implications that you talked about of what yeah. you do with them after that, or FTR wins, which would be, I have to imagine, a huge heel win. Yeah, for that crowd, for FTR to come in, who's never yeah. been in ROH to win from the, you know, the greatest much, tag team in ROH history, right? Basically, and, and one of the pretty much the icons yeah. of ROH. Yeah, uh, I mean that would not go over well, and uh, FTR is also in the middle of a face turn. Yeah, so on AEW, it's, it's really weird, you know. So that that has the question to me of saying like, are they going to treat this like it's? AEW canon, like, are we going to see developments in the Wheeler Yuta story with the um, Danielson and Moxley situation, uh, you know, or uh, Jay Lethal, yeah, his you know, currently does Josh a story Woods. where he's frustrated about losing. Yeah, his match with Josh Woods is for the ROH pure title. Right. And if he wins, that has to be addressed. Like, if he shows up with the ROH pure title belt, over, like, over right. his shoulder... Is that what makes Brian Danielson say, okay, come on in? Like you're you've proven yourself. Right. Yeah. No, there's a lot of implications here. And and again, we don't even really know is this an ending or a beginning or is it right. both? Or are they and gonna Tony treat Khan, it just almost like a house show where it's just in its own yeah. bubble and it's just for the ROH not. fans and you know, it has no bearing on anything else. Yeah. I really hope not. I, I hope that's not the case. Um, it's something I saw people talking about in relation to a, a really good New Japan strong match that happened this past week, mm-hmm. which was I'd be more into it if I thought it mattered, if this match was leading yeah. to something. I believe mm-hmm. it was Moxley versus um, Will Ospreay. Yeah, Will Ospreay. Yeah. By the way, every single time for the, in the future of this podcast that I'm going to try and refer to Will Ospreay, I'm probably going to say – the guy who's not Zack Sabre Jr. Because I have them connected completely in my brain. Yeah. And I always remember Zack Sabre's name. I never remember Will Ospreay's. Oh, you need to but see yeah. the match that they just had. Oh, my God. Um, so good. I've, I've watched a lot. Of, what's crazy is I've actually watched a lot of New Japan this weekend. But I, it wasn't new New Japan. It was like all like I watched Wrestle Kingdom 1 this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and it was phenomenal. It was a lot of old Suzuki I'd never seen before. But I'm really getting off topic now. But I think it was Paul Fontaine basically saying I'd be way more interested in Will Ospreay versus Moxley if it was leading to a title or if it yep. was on New Japan proper and part of major, a major storyline. Mm-hmm. And I can see this suffering from that as well if it's not part of something ongoing. And yeah. I would like to see – like we've got a number of people here who aren't AEW wrestlers, but outside of Gresham, Bandito – and the Briscoes, there's not many names that just scream right. ROH to to you. Like, I like that Lethal is in this since he is a, an established ROH champion in the past. 
And um, if you're going to do that, I would love to see him bring in a few more. You know, they have a lot mm-hmm. of former ROA champions mm-hmm. in AEW, and maybe that would be a way to put over and help create some new stars as if a couple of AEW heavy hitters might take a couple of L's on this show, which isn't going to affect, I think, AEW in any way. Right. If they take an L on this show. Yeah. Paul, Paul pointed out uh, when he was talking about that, this show that Alex Zane versus uh, Swerve Strickland Mm-hmm. is literally a main event from 205 Live in 2021. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize like, that. Uh, that, like, so, a lot of these matches are... And he meant he didn't mean it as a knock yeah. on, no. on the ROH show. He actually meant yeah. it as, hey, they're, like... These two guys know, are probably going to do really well together. They do really great. well, and 205 Live is a show that hardly anyone watched that had really good matches. And it, yeah. and how it, it was really more pointing out, like, how much presentation and branding helps you... Yeah, you know, have a better attitude because a lot of people got really excited about this matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when it's like, well, yeah, you weren't didn't really care that much about it. Here, you know, a year yeah. ago when yeah. it was on Friday nights on the network, and that's one of the things where I was, I, I wasn't again, I, I didn't watch a lot of WWE broadcasting because they had a history of disappointing yeah. me, and it had a history yeah. of taking really interesting wrestlers and shaving off the edges. Yeah, that uh, that made them interesting and turning them into like sports entertainers, basically. And right. so, yeah, I can ab- I absolutely understand why people wouldn't have been excited about that in WWE, but they are excited about it here. And um, even at a lot of these other matches, I'm actually really interested in seeing Wheeler Yuta versus Josh Woods because yeah. I've seen Wheeler Yuta wrestle. I saw him years ago. I think in, in Joey Janela's Spring Break. But I didn't know to pay attention to him at the time. So I don't have any memory of him on that show where I saw him. And now I want to see what he does in a non-AW match. I want to see if there's any difference to the way he wrestles, the way he carries himself completely outside of this the best friend's situation, which he might be about to leave, as we're going to talk about in a bit, uh, from the angle we saw on Dynamite. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too, because same same reasons. I, I had not seen him before i know he came in very highly touted as a star in the indies and um i don't new japan strong is one of those shows that i always love the idea of but i just never catch up with because of the number of hours in a week i i am always excited to go watch new japan strong and then i always forget about new japan strong always (laughs) yeah and and i hate that like i and also i don't believe I don't even remember. I watched the first four episodes back in the day, and I've seen a few since, but now I've gone so long, I don't even remember where I used to go to watch it because I don't think it's on um, New Japan uh, streaming service. I think yeah, it wrong? is. It is. Okay, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that tells me right there. At least it I was the last just, time I checked. I should have just texted you is what I should have done, <laughs> clearly. Okay. So last week, Kevin... Yep. We had a conversation about does AEW have too many stars? And we kind of went through and listed the people we saw, like you and I saw as being title picture guys and TNT title picture guys. And then that conversation led to another conversation with Jeff and Paul mm-hmm. on the Dynamite show. Available on our Patreon. That's right. That is right. $5 a month is all it takes. Yeah. So they just followed up on it and, um, and I was, I was, I was really interested to hear their thoughts and they were, they were in similar kind of felt similar things of, of have we crossed a line where there's so many people that no one's going to get a fair shake. And right. uh, Jeff pointed out something 
um, about talking about how it's not so much that people aren't getting TV time and it's mm -hmm. not so much that um, you can't sort of, you know, shuffle all these people through. It's just that, um, you know, the last three years, what they've done a really good job is, is building people, mm -hmm. the, the keyword being build. So yeah. like an MJF was built over time. Adam Page was we... built over time. And what that takes is sustained momentum. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried that um, they're going to bring in so many people and focus so much on new splashes that they won't do that. Right. And that's one of the things I've been really happy about. So, like, let's let's kind of let's establish like a line of demarcation, which is okay. CM Punk, Brian Danielson before yep. and after. I was very concerned after that we weren't going to see guys like MJF go over and and they have and Adam Page went ahead and got his his title reign that we expected. Mm -hmm. And so far, they haven't screwed the fans over or their originals over. Right. And something I think we absolutely should have talked about when we talked about this picture was like, it just seems so logical now that we should have had a conversation about who, who was homegrown mm -hmm. as to who was brought in. But now to me, it's, I feel like Swerve Strickland should be immediately put on a track to be built into a title picture. Yeah. But are you going to do that without him even appearing on Dynamite? And it looks like he is a Rampage regular now. Right. Which I, I get think it. in their mind, they think it's a co-equal show. I think they do. Not. And we did talk about that, like, Rampage gets more viewers than people think through DVRs. Mm -hmm. But yes. you're right. It's not a co-equal show. Even though it comes close, It's it doesn't get the same ratings. And it's not looked upon as his biggest show, even though I think it might have been my preferred show this this past week. And 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 it's not the first time, mm -hmm. but it feels like the B show. It absolutely does, despite having Hook, despite having <laughs> um, all these phenomenal people. Like every right. week we get Will Hobbs, we get Swerve, we get right. Keith Lee, right. we get Hook every week. And not it, every week, but most weeks. Right. But it's like how when Cody would say that the TNT title is a co-equal title, it's like you can say that all day, but it's not. Yeah. There's a world title and there's a secondary That's a work, title. Brother. And there's that a main a work. There is a dynamite and a rampage. Yeah. And it's not that they're farther down the totem pole. And and I also don't want to get misread because I I I complimented Jeff's take on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And he retweeted it. And I immediately, because Jeff has many more followers than me, <laughs> uh, got lambasted by several oh. dozen, maybe a dozen people, maybe probably a little less than a dozen, but it wasn't like I got raked over the coals, but there was a small flurry of, uh, people. Yeah, Will Smith is what happened. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like Chris Rock making GI Jane jokes and exactly. And, uh, yeah, most of them were actually, you know, what you think of Twitter being, which is they had no idea what I was talking about and were like, that you know, telling familiar. me to watch the product and, you know, um, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and <clears throat> like, clearly you're just a WWE head or whatever. Oh my God. And, um, and then a lot of it was making it about, well, what about, you know, like listing off that what was funny to me was how many of them were like, uh, no, they're doing a great job with all the stars. Here's a list of 12 stars that they're doing a great job with. And that was right. like, that's the point of what I'm saying is that when you're pushing 12 people, you're not pushing anybody. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, I think it was the line from the Incredibles. If everybody's special, nobody's special. Right. Right. You know? And that's, and yeah, they have way. And I want to be There's clear. There's way too it's many not, people getting pushed. We're talking about early warning signs. We're not, t- you know, the show's yeah. still great. They're doing Listen, fine. There's nothing. I, you know, in Tony, we trust for, for a yeah. while. He has yet to really you know, screw anything up majorly. Yeah. Like there's been lots of miss small missteps, but nothing huge. And honestly, they've been kind of lucky with the injuries so far. Right. Like Miro being injured for this long has created spots for other people. Right. And that's happened with a number of people so far. And, um, and even Cody leaving. Yeah. And this is a situation where, um, Oh shoot. There's some, I can't say it. There's something, I've heard from many people something new about the Cody situation that I've been oh. sworn to secrecy on. I'll oh. tell you okay. after the show. All right. um, but it's also a positive, the fact that when people do get injured and when stars do leave, like potentially Cody, um, they have enough people to where you don't notice. Like there's some people right. that genuinely didn't realize Miro was gone until the rest of us are talking about where has he been for the last four months. Right. And that's, a, and that's a, a positive situation. You know, I remember years in WCW when there was like five guys, right. It seemed like in the top, like you, like I still think of these old WCW pay-per-views and NWA pay-per-views as just stacked from top to bottom. But then I go back and I look and in like match, like fourth from the top is a PN news match. Right. And that's not quite stacked. Like, that's a, a strong top and a very weak bottom when it's Big Josh versus PN News uh, versus, like, Zan Panzer, you know? Right. And we've talked in the past about, like, maybe they should bake it into the system to cycle people out where they t- do, like, which is know, something, eight months on, four months yeah. off or something like that so that I've, everyone gets rest time. I've always thought that's a phenomenal yeah. idea. Something they've done in... um. I know that's something they did in AAA for a long time where they would basically have kind of three slots, like upper card, mid card, bottom card. Mm-hmm. And they would even if it, even if you weren't taking time off, like after your time ended at the top of the card, they would slide you down to a, a, like a bottom card right. feud or a mid card feud and just put you in a totally different situation, which is easy to do because yeah. somebody got offended at something you said. Right. And now you're not in the title picture anymore. Yeah. And, and so I think as we do it, there's, Watching when we get to rampage and start talking about that, that's a, that's a lot of where I think I'll have more thoughts on this because I was thinking through that filter while watching okay. rampage. Okay, well, before okay, before we get on to dynamite and rampage, let's go over this week's rankings, which again come out every Wednesday before dynamite. So anything that happened on dynamite and rampage did not affect these rankings. Kevin, you want to start us out with the tag teams this week? Yep, let's see. Number five or FTR, who I would okay. think would be climbing up, um, up there soon. They're they're facing the number two team, the Gun Club, next week. Uh, number That's four so weird. is That's so weird, man. I know how they the get back Gun up Club's there again. Two and FTR's five, right? <laughs> but when yeah, FTR, the Young Bucks FTR are not on the list been at wrestling. all. Oh my god, right. you're right. Yeah, uh, the acclaimed hanging in there at five and two. Just getting it done every week. Uh, Most top, losses of any team in the top five. That's right. Week. But they got five wins. Uh, t- uh, top flight, even though we have not seen them, except I believe one time on television as a team since they reunited, uh, are number three at 3-0. and 
Okay. Only undefeated team in the rankings, interestingly enough. Okay. Gun Club back up at number two for some reason, being five and one, <laughs> but they're but they're tied with uh Silver and Reynolds at five and one. Right. And I believe so they let's see, Silver and Reynolds lost this week. Yep. So they're going to be five and two, Mm -hmm. which is going to probably drop them down to five. I'm guessing. Gun Club will probably lose next week. Maybe. Yeah. To FTR. Who knows? That could be an angle alert. Beating FTR. Good lord. I heard someone float the. I heard someone float the theory, and it might have been Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, but of that, uh, this could be an angle alert where Gun Club replaces FTR in the pinnacle. Ooh. I Which would like I that. Do not, I, would, I don't know how I feel about I, that. I'd be interested. The thing is, I think they have potential and that would they would be kind of protected by the people around them. I don't I'm interested in it. Let me put it at that. I'm interested okay. to see yeah, how that would It would work. definitely be interesting. I'm not don't love it, but maybe, maybe. Maybe. Um oh my god. And then if Tully's no longer around. They would have Billy Gunn as the guy just accompanying to them to the ring all the time. Oh, my gosh. He's the new Tully. Wow. He even ends in a Lily. Never thought, <laughs> <laughs> never thought I'd be saying that. Yeah. Okay. The women's rankings. Uh, number five, Layla Hirsch, seven and two. Number f- Wow. We said it last week. If Britt Baker was going to lose, she would drop far. And she did. She's dropped down to number four yep. and three and one. She's got to get to work on Dark, man. She's yep. got to get to work. Looking forward to it. She has to be offended. She's now behind Red Velvet, who has who is six and one, by the way. Red Velvet, yeah. number three. Nyla Rose, undefeated, five and oh at number two. And clearly and, the next challenger. Yep. And then number one, we have Serena Deeb at six and oh, which I'm really interested to see. It feels more and more, Kevin, like she might be the person to take on Jade Cargill, even though we've seen no indications. Right. We know. Jade needs a challenger. Serena Deeb has been fighting rookies. Jade is a rookie. You've said it many times. She's sitting right there. Thunder Rosa looks like it's going to be going up against number two, Nyla Rose. It just it just makes sense. So one theory for next week could be, mm-hmm. uh, so she's 29 or no. Next week, she's planned a big celebration. The Mark Sterling supposed to have a big celebration where she'll have a match and go 30 and 0. Mm-hmm. What if Serena comes out and beats her? That would be phenomenal. And then that could be the Jade, you know. That could be sort the, of hinting towards her, you know, becoming face a little turn. bit of a baby face. Yeah. Right. I I'm I'm, be, I'm totally down with that. Okay. Give us give us the men. We've got a we've got a, a, a solid little uh top five. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs at number five. He's eight and two. Okay. Uh Adam Cole, who appears to still be the next challenger again, probably at Battle of the Belts, number Four, five, and one. Jay Lethal's up at number three, but then he lost. He lost. Uh, and was very sad about it. Um, so he'll Broken. probably fall out. They probably just put him up at number three just so he could have a storyline about falling out of the top five because they made a point about it on Rampage. That's right. That's right. Um, Sammy Guevara still up there at eight and one. At number two, even without his title, Lance Archer back at nine and one, but he just lost to Dustin Rhodes. Which that was a big surprise. It's a that, huge surprise to me. I liked the match, but I knew I would like the match. I, I don't. Yeah, those two guys aren't going to give me a match. I'm not going to enjoy. That felt like just like a local hero special, like you know, yeah, Texas guys in a Texas match in yeah. Texas. And Again, the exact opposite of what WWE does. Right. 
Right. Exact opposite. They even had the Austin guy beat the Dallas guy. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even think about uh, that. That's great. I, think he's, I don't know if he's actually Dallas, but um, yeah. I don't know if that's leading anywhere. Like why would Dustin Rhodes beat the number one contender? It's got to, it's got to lead somewhere, right? It has to yeah. be due. By the way, Dustin Rhodes versus Hangman Adam Page. That's a match I want to see. I would love that. Yeah. That would be a phenomenal match. Um, they could put on such a good show. They end it with a hug or whatever. They end it yeah. on good terms. Give it to me, Tony Khan. I'm down yeah. for that. Let's also, Lance Archer seems to always be thrown into small feuds that don't go very long, and then he disappears mm-hmm. for another few months. And there's something about his eyes, Kevin, that I think keeps him from getting over. Like, he never... Mm. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's he's not engaging with the audience as much with his eyes, like you hear with like literally with dancers and other performers like that. But he never is as big a deal as I feel like he should be. And when I'm watching him, I, I, I'm reading like he's not being as big a deal as he should be. And I don't understand what it is that's not quite connecting. But he, his eyes never seem to like connect with me. I don't know. That hmm. sounds random. I'm yeah. not high in any way. But that's that's my take on Lance Archer, who I want to do really well. Like I, really I want him to like do really him. well, but he's also one of those guys that I feel like probably needs to be cycled out a little bit because he's been very active in AEW over the years, and he's yeah. sort of. You've, I feel like we've sort of seen everything we're going to see from him. Yeah, in a while, and there's probably a lot more interesting people who could something, be up in that mix. Something I've complained a lot about in my personal life, but I don't think I've ever said on the boom is. I really hate super long, complicated nicknames like the muscle shark, Sean Shirk. And so <laughs> Lance Archer was originally the murder hawk, the murder hawk. Right. And then he name. became the murder hawk monster and it right. killed it for me. I'm like, come on. Like, this is too much, man. Right. Way too much. I mean, Just you're a murder, be hawk, the murder hawk. Monster is implied. Yes. If you're a murder yes. hawk. That is a type of monster. Is he some sort of a mutant murder hawk that is right. specifically different from other murder hawks? Is there, are there like murder hawk gentlemen? Exactly. I don't think there are, um, no. frankly. I don't, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's repeating itself and it doesn't need to. So, okay. Sammy, we'll get to Sammy. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Sammy. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do we want to start with from dynamite this week? What do you think is the biggest story on the show? Oh, uh, I don't know about the biggest story, but man, I loved that CM Punk Dex Harwood match. It was so great. It was everything we expected it to be, everything we hoped it to be and more. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And I've yeah. used that word too many times already, but it really freaking was. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, a lot of times we've had conversations about matches with guys from factions and tag teams. And I think we both have thrown out like, why not Dax Harwood in this position? Mm-hmm. Why not Cash Wheeler? And this is why, because they're going to give you an amazing match. Yeah. And, yeah. and also apparently see- a, a, a tribute to Bret Hart. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that they were both doing a lot of Bret Hart uh, mannerisms and classic which Bret Hart spots a lot in the of match, people which think- I need to go back and really look at. And a lot of people right now think um, that Bret Hart is going to be coming in. And there's I don't think I don't know if there's any evidence of this other than storyline, other than things going on storyline that Bret Hart could be the next manager of FTR, even if just for a little while. Um, Also, I think there's there's not many people I think would be better for CM Punk because he wrestles more of an older ROH style. And these guys do that type of style so well. Yeah. 
I think it just worked out perfectly. If you yeah, haven't if any, seen that match, go watch it. At the yeah, definitely. Times. And pay attention to the look on Punk's face when that match is over. That is a Ooh. happy, happy man. Yeah. He was the, he's the like a man who's pure joy. Yes. Like, a man who remembers what he loves about life. A man who's probably realizing in that moment he made the right stinking decision. Yes. To come back to AEW. Um, okay. Who else did we have? We had the Hardys. Darby Allen Sting versus Butcher Blade and Private Party. <laughs> um, and you have a situation here where we have talked extensively about Darby Allen, yeah. like just begging to be put in a wheelchair yes. and the things he does. And then we have Jeff Hardy, not to mention yep. Matt Hardy, who like almost murdered himself very early on yes. in AEW. Right. And now you've got his brother, Jeff, who is possibly more reckless. And we kind of got the match you would expect out of those men. Yeah. And Sting. And Sting. Sting jumps off the top turnbuckle to the floor onto like four guys to start the match. Sting. Yeah. Yeah, to start it out. And then we got Jeff Hardy climbing, like pulling a ladder into the concession stand area. Right. Which, by the way, TikTok has proven if you're carrying a ladder, you can get in anywhere. So that ladder might have actually been there from fans who did not have tickets. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Qu- climbs it to the top and then exits the ladder. As he yep. ambles onto a part of the building yep. to come down on a table and just murder a poor man. And just murder him. plugged a pro wrestling tease. That's right. That is right. The pro wrestling tease boxes underneath the table. Yeah. Um, that was pretty amazing. Although it looked really awful on uh, Butcher and Blade's knees because he landed pretty much right on their legs. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. But yeah. now you're saying he was, it. A, he was a little to the left on that one. A little to the left. Yeah. That was a fun match. It was really, it was a really fun match. It, it yeah, it that was super fun, and it was just one of those wild. I mean, this that whole first hour reminded me of like um, WWF in like nineteen ninety eight. When you can't ask when, for anything more than yeah, that when the greatest time period in history, right? When just every segment you were just blown away by whatever it was, and yet every segment was different from the one before it. Yeah. It's kind of that's AEW at its best with the multiple different styles and completely different types of matches. Yeah. But all very exciting. Um, yeah, I'd say the first four or five segments, probably the first four segments of the show were probably like that. That's them at their best. Yeah. Did you think Brian Danielson and John Moxley made the Varsity Blondes look like a million bucks? I, th- I thought that was one of the better matches I've seen out of them in a little while. Yeah, they did. Even though they didn't look like they ever had a chance to win. No, it still never. looked, you know, it, it, yeah. it did really well. I don't know why, why they let um, Julie Hart come out and distract from the whole thing. I love other, the- other, other than the look of the, of, of sort of disdain and dismissal that uh, William Regal gave her as he walked by <laughs> when she was blocking the stairs, she sort of looked at her like, what is this waif doing here? I both loved and hated that. I loved how, div- how committed Julia Hart was. To look incredibly <laughs> to moping. sad, moping in the corner with her eye patch. I feel like she earned that eye patch 18 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't seen her in like 14 months. And we just discovered she still has it. And she's still super emo from getting misted. Right. And like this shouldn't be existing anymore, but it just does. Right. It just does. And it's like, I don't think there's even been a hint she might actually join 
the House no. of Black. No, but they're still teasing it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this is going to be and end up being a Veer Mahan situation where. In 2025, she's still moping in the corner, and she's just still, for whatever reason, their manager. Right. Like, okay, like I'm. Look, I'm. 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 I'm along for the ride, Tony. This is insanity, but I'm here for it. Um, but we got a name. We finally got a name. Yes. And it's a great name. It's a great name. The Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, that's a great name. Which in New Japan this weekend. I believe it was Zack Sabre Jr. who was then announced as being from Blackpool, England, which I don't know if he ever has been before. I could be totally wrong. Oh, don't even. And it's something that's always been there. But somebody messaged me about it, and I'm like, I don't remember him being from Blackpool. And they're like, they specifically said Blackpool. I'm like, they're just screw- they're just screwing with us at this point. Yeah. They're, they're toying. <laughs> don't taunt me with, with that. our emotions. If he happened. if he were to show up, I would lose my mind. We had a big discussion, though, about the Blackpool Combat Club shirt, the first shirt from um, ShopAW.com. Right. Great logo. Great logo. With a terrible bloody fist thrown in. That's lame. And I would 100% order this shirt if it didn't have the fist. And I think that's true of a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to buy it anyway with the fist. Yeah. But, like, as soon as somebody pointed it out, I was like, you're right. Like, I don't want to order this. But when I thought... Take away the fist, I'd be all in. I'd love yeah, it. Yeah, they'll figure that out once they learn to treat it just like a sports gym brand or something. Exactly. That's the thing. If you make it look like it could be from any particular place. By the mm-hmm. way, if you are ever in southwest Louisiana, if you're in the mm-hmm. swamps and you want to find out great places to go online to buy ammunition, wear your Bullet Club shirt to the gas station. Oh. You will get the lowdown on all the best places. For <laughs> just unsolicited. Ammo, completely unsolicited. Now, I took notes. I took notes. Yeah. But yeah. And, uh, and this is after I said it's a pro wrestling thing. They still ran with it. Like I got all the best the best websites for ordering ammo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um I don't I don't think they're going to So I think I don't think that Blackpool is going to be taking Wheeler Yuta. I don't think they're going to be taking either of the Varsity Blondes. But then again, with Daniel Garcia now occupied, mm-hmm. appreciate like heavily appreciating Chris Jericho each and every week. I wonder who it's going to be. Right, um, because they they made a deal in the Moxley's promo, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a point to talk about who we're going to face and also mm-hmm. who wants in. Who so wants they in? made a point about talking about how people they've like what we said last they're week. Going they're going to grow. Yeah, you're going to have to do it the hard way. My God, so it was. It's a great long-term storyline, and it I, is. And I, they don't have to rush it, I, and I love that they're not rushing it. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I feel like in W again. I don't mean. I really, I really don't want to bag on WWE. Right. So in other organizations, it's mania like week. we need to be. Nice. We'd, we'd already be in a situation where they're like, "Can these two coexist? Are right. they going to break <laughs> up?" And we know, like, we're going to get many more weeks before anybody else is brought into this group. Right. It could be it could be months. Yeah. Maybe. Um and it gives me all these different ideas. Like every faction I feel like has to have like a big enforcer, like their Lex Luger, Sid Vicious. Right. And and it gets you wondering about that. Like there's just so many great things about this. And I love that that's something we're gonna be talking about on here for a long time. And I love that we're gonna be talking about it a long time. Yeah. And um let us know on Twitter, by the way. Hit me up at Peppermint Fatty. Kevin, what's your Twitter again? 
Just Kevin Ely. Kevin Ely. E-L-Y. Yeah. Like, let us know who you would like to see in this group. And like we talked again, I think, Kevin, you thought maybe Lee Moriarty's at the top of the list. And I don't know if I have anybody now because I really was all in on the Daniel Garcia idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now that's off the table. But again, sports entertainers, pro wrestlers, like maybe there'll be a feud. Maybe they end up stealing him. Maybe this isn't maybe the Jericho Appreciation Society is what it is and has the name that it has, because maybe it's not a a long term faction. Maybe Maybe not. That's I'm interested. I'm also interested in that. And the fact they came around at the same time. Mm -hmm. One sports entertainers, they hate wrestlers. One's wrestlers. They hate sports entertainers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like whether they ever face off or not, that could all be a red herring. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, MJF came and did a promo. Yeah. He sent Wardlow home. He's going to take him off TV for so long, nobody's going to remember who he is. And then AEW immediately took Wardlow off of their homepage. Off the homepage. Poor Wardlow, man. Yeah. He's having a hard time of it. But my 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 big th- question is, in storyline, how do you get him back? So I have how an you- idea. Okay. Oh, so that's right. This that's was right. ripped. You teased this. This was ripped. <laughs> I've overhyped it already. Headlines. I've already hoped it already. Okay. Someone, someone like posted a photo of like the Midnight Rider and was like the Midnight War Dog or whatever. Were, mm, which yeah. is a fine idea, but here's what I think is yeah. better. Okay. Fuego numero tres. This is just building on a brilliant idea we already had. Right. Oh my God. Fuego of the week. Fuego of the week. Yeah. And bring in so Lord Love. Bring back Too Fast, Too Fuego. Yeah. And Look, it's yeah. I I one of my favorite wrestling tropes and we've discussed this before is your masked wrestler who you don't know who it is when everyone knows who when it everyone is. Everyone knows who it is. Yes. The ma- like the Midnight Rider with Stagger Lee, Stagger Lee. Dog. The Yellow Dog is one of my all-time favorites because that was kind of my prime wrestling years. Yeah. The Yellow Dog when when Brian Pillman was supposed to be out. Um that would be phenomenal, and he could be he he could be a new wrestler. He yeah. could be Fuego three. Um, there's so many options. Fuego, by the way, on TV this week, oddly enough, in a strange team, um, in just strange situations, like call. Yeah, Fuego, out, listen, Fuego's got the man has balls. We can all agree on that. And the he's man has cojones. Promo. No, he's not. I liked it. I, yeah. Was was that ra- that was dynamite, right? That was dynamite. No, 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 that was rampage. Sorry. Okay. Rampage. Okay. Um. Did not expect that. We'll we'll talk about that. You know what? We're we're talking about AEW. I'm excited yeah. about that. Fuego calls out House of Black. Unfortunately for him, the House of Black shows up. Right. And then you get. You finally, we get creepy perverts versus creepy pervert. Dark <laughs> Order comes out to stand up against House of Black, which has me wondering. Yeah. We still have a lot of Wyatt clan members out there without jobs. Yeah. And if you're going to enter into a feud with House of Black, the way the Dark Order currently stands, like they have great wrestlers, Mm -hmm. but nobody in storyline who's actually on the level of these men. I wonder if they might be about to get another leader. Oh, man. I have so many thoughts about that. That would... 
this all yeah. might be just part of a fantasy created by my sure. mind because I'm now addicted to Tony Khan signings. Right. Well, that's, there's never enough. That's and what we're about we've been to get trained to do one. now is just think of how does this yeah. lead to a new debut? Yeah. So this is like this is triggering everything we've been talking about of like, yeah, because part of it was like, OK, you had Malachi Black who came in and was the hottest guy in the company. Right. So theoretically, however long ago it was when Malachi Black showed up last summer, last fall. Mm hmm. And you thought, where where would you see this guy on the AW card in the spring of 2022? You probably would have said feuding with the world champion. Absolutely. Instead, he's feuding with the Dark Order. And part of why he's feuding with the Dark Order is because they kept debuting people around him. Yeah. And so yeah. he actually got brought down. By bringing in these, it was subtract two great people. Addition. Yes, yeah. two great when people. It's a situation where it would not have been hard to be like, "I'm I'm here for the world title, and right. we're going to take every piece of gold this company has to offer, and that's why I'm bringing in these other people." Right, Buddy Matthews and Brody King would be a phenomenal. I mean, I got to stop using phenomenal. Be a killer tag team. Right. Killer tag team. They both look like monsters. One could use a few more tattoos, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. So but now, yeah, now, another well, dark listen, so your idea listen, of Kevin, another debut actually does make like it actually it makes make that sense. feel like it's raising up Dark Order instead of bringing down the House of Black. Yeah. And I, and I want face, them to do that because I think they realize now we have gotten, I think, two weeks in a row now. We've gotten some killer matches out of John, out of John Silver, Alex Reynolds. Yeah. All right. And I think again, they were the number one contenders, and I think they were the number one contenders for a reason. I think AEW understands they're valuable. Yeah, and they are one of my. They may be my favorite tag team right now in ring. They might be. They have and the most exciting ninety seconds in tag team wrestling. That is exactly right. Um, and so I think that gives you a great opportunity to, if you can introduce one power player mm -hmm. to that that group, they're a great tag team. Um, Evil Uno and um, his tag team partner, uh, Stu, Stu Grayson, whom you never remember. <laughs> I never I will never, ever remember because I almost I want I will never remember it ever. Yeah. But that's two really great tag teams without that glue in the middle. And that glue is not five or ten. It's not. And unfortunately, no. it's also not Anna Jay. But right. like Brody was an important part because he's like. The tower and everything else is the axle or like yep. the spokes going around the axle. Yep. And they need that axle again. And well, mm -hmm. whoever it is, they do need it. And they like that one person could create a, a true like power alliance in them instead of just being a bunch of really entertaining, good wrestlers who are a bunch of goofs. Yeah. And they need to be I like everyone loves them. Like make them th a little threatening again. Make people a little scared of them again. And right, make ten a little scary. Yeah, ten, which he should be. Cast he, out Alan Angels, but yeah, look, he'll be back. He he can take a lot. He's he, fine. He can do his own thing. Exactly. I mean, he took Kenny Omega to the limit twice. Twice. That is exactly right. <laughs> um, which will pro most likely make him a top contender in the future Ring of Honor, uh, pro wrestling. Right. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, Adam Cole, Jay Lethal. Have I it's jumped fine. ahead? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Cole, it's Jay Lethal. Good match. Uh, I like that Adam. 
I don't hate that Adam Cole is uh, still kind of talking about Adam Page. Like, mm-hmm. I can see a couple more matches coming out of it. They're good together. I don't mind it. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And Jay Lethal needs something to change. And they expressed that. They showed that in him losing. He's upset about it. Yeah. He's going to drop out of the top the top five, like you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, he did. He's I, only lost two matches. Yeah. And he needs something to change because right now he is simply a great wrestler who right. is looking on TV like he's a, as a, is a little older. Yeah. And they, there needs to be more to it. So something's about to happen. I have no clue what. I don't have any theories at all. But I'm glad that they recognize that like, he should be on a higher level. Something needs to change to make that happen. I'm excited so to see you, where it goes. Do you think it'll be a... So the question is, will it be a wrestling storyline? Or are we about to see a sports entertainment solution where he comes back as Black Machismo or the J. Lethal the, Nature Boy? You know, where he's like, I'm just not entertaining enough. Literally the only situation where I would be okay. Because, like, I... As corny as it is, yeah. like I, I will always be, I will always adore Black Machismo. Oh and yeah! The thing is, he and is so good is at amazing. those characters. And, yeah, it, I, like, yeah. I've always been disappointed that he's never been able to like integrate that back into. Yeah. And we've had know. that conversation. Like, it's a shame yeah. he can't have that level of energy as right. himself. Right. But so far, he never has. He kind of. I mean, you know, like whenever he talks to Tony Schiavone, he does it in the flair voice. Yeah, he does the Shivani voice. You I know. love that. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope that it. I don't know. I. We I know just don't want them to go the on old. Right. I just don't yeah, want them to retread to an old idea. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, and then also, of course, we talked, and I think it was on All In, where he had the issue where he kept getting every time he would get hit over the head, he would switch personalities <laughs> between Black Machismo and Jay Lethal, which is again, it was a lot of fun. It's been done. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the newest creepy pervert and he'll be the head of the Dark Order. Or, you know, the other way would be maybe he's going to form, what was the group called in Ring of Honor? The Foundation, where it was like the pure wrestling guys. Yeah. It's a shame nobody else is doing that who he could join at the moment. Mm. Yeah. I think that, okay, I knew there was somebody I wanted to mention about that group. And I don't think he's going to come into that group. I think he's not right for it at the moment but when that happened i thought about that like what if what if he he realizes i want to get slapped back like i am not yeah i'm not winning these matches because i'm not good enough at the moment mm-hmm. and i used to be mm-hmm. maybe i need somebody to slap me back into shape yeah and who better to do it than william regal and the blackpool combat club right it's a thought that's a thought um, that's you know what that's the best thing though about that gimmick is that it puts it puts a uh it puts a what would i call it like a flavor on every match they have now yeah because where it's like it's you're not just trying to win you're trying to prove yourself to them yeah yeah and i really and that i also like the idea and again this isn't an idea that's established in any way i wouldn't mind it being an idea that they could be a transitory group where people could come and go Mm -hmm. like come improve and move on yeah or they could even kick them out like a, like you know like you know we've we've done all we can for you go out there and prove yourself on your own now right something like that that could be a cool long-term thing uh, another suggestion i saw out there was that um serena deeb shows up and slaps william regal across the face 
and they just welcome her in. We have there's so many great ideas floating around out there for Serena Deeb. We need one of them to happen. Yeah, please. Because I'm one. not happy with what they're doing right now. Like, yeah, they again, just sort of they did the rookie thing and then they just sort of forgot yeah. about it. Like this is like at least she has a storyline where right. before she kind of didn't, but they need to improve it a little bit. But my God, if you like, we'll there's see. No reason to not have a woman in that group, and she'd be the woman, man. Yeah, she would. Good lord, um. She is somebody who I don't believe has actually regressed. One of the few. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a tad, but either way. Um, okay. Thunder Rosa, Vicky, like, mm. looks like Nyla Rose is next. Mm-hmm. I got so many disappointed best texts. Best Twitter follow, Nyla Rose. Sure. Why not? Like <laughs> we didn't we didn't even I, mention we, the we uh, never after did spending go over ninety minutes awards. or however long we did on the AW Awards, <laughs> we never even talked about <laughs> the winners. <laughs> Man, I did not I don't know, I didn't really like the setup of how they gave out the awards. I need to go no, it was I bad. was distracted. I need to go back and rewatch it. It was bad. Maybe we they could break Hope that down next cool. week. Yeah. Which is almost impossible to yeah. do, but they did it. So yeah, the I had a lot of people text me who were just not excited. And it's kind of because Nyla Rose, it feels like she is the first feud for every woman that gets the title. She's kind of the Lance Archer. Yeah. She's getting to be the Lance Archer and she yeah. needs something different to happen right now. She's been with Vicky for a long time. She's been the same, like the the beast incarnate or whatever her thing is. I know it's not beast incarnate for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would, I don't know, get like, I know Sheeta's otherwise occupied, but there's so many other people right. to put in that position. I would love it. Like have Ruby Soho, you know, and I know she's yeah. a face and all this and it makes sense, but they need other top heels who don't have the TBS belt. Right. And uh, it doesn't need to just always be Nyla. And so it just feels like we've seen it before. Yeah. with Literally every other champion. She's she really is the she really is the the Lance Archer. She's the the big beast that's going to come in to be the the first win by the new yeah. champion and um you know be the gatekeeper uh, and and it's kind of a shame and and i know a lot of people that don't think she's that good a wrestler i don't think she's a bad wrestler i think, I think she's, she's been she's been good yeah and again that's a, one of the reasons she is the first for everybody just needs to be a little different i don't know like uh it kind of you know what it feels a little scripted like just the idea that it's nyla Coming yeah. out of nowhere. Right. When I think more natural would be uh, a Brit freak out and having all her people attack her. And maybe Jamie Hayter is first or something like yeah, that. That's just send Jamie Hayter against her. Which reminds me, I don't want I think I don't necessarily want a freaked out, angry Brit Baker. Uh-huh. I want a depressed, slovenly Brit Baker. I want her back like in a you wheelchair. Fat Thor, fat Thor. Yeah. I want her like back in a wheelchair eating chicken sandwiches at ringside yeah. like we had during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I just think it would be really, uh, I don't know. I just think that's the right way to go. Maybe not sitting in a wheelchair, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, just a slovenly Brit Baker, I think would yeah. be hilarious. That would be fantastic. And then watching Adam Cole get like, really kind of upset at, like at this situation like a little right. nervous about being seen with her on tv i just think right. it'd be a fun way to go and then her mad at him for for not for taking time to go after the world title instead of instead of focusing her. on her right just instead of focusing on her we just lost a devastation exactly right. okay so 
Let's talk about Vicky's comments real quick. Uh, so, yeah, she did some old school racism, which was not fun. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've heard, I don't remember what she said, and I'm kind of glad that I forgot it. Yeah, like, I don't remember. She made some jokes about swimming across swimming. Oh, that's right. You know, that's right. Some old like this old like 70s and 80s. If anybody should have learned like pro wrestlers should know, like, let's leave old tropes behind. Right. They didn't serve Jim Cornette that well. <laughs> that's yeah. Let's learn. They did from not. Yeah. I, let's, I, let's I, learn. I think that she probably had the air cover of um, being Hispanic. Of, yeah, and also, well, and Eddie used to do that kind of stuff when right. he was in Mexico. But I think she also had the air cover of MJF already trying, threatening to crucify Wardlow. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to hard to top that. Yeah, hard to yeah when your name name checking Jesus. MJF goes all in. You know, <laughs> he sure does. The big, I think, one of the most interesting things though to happen this week, and help me remember the setup a little better was was. Was Ty okay? So Ty Conti comes out mm -hmm. with Sammy Guevara, mm -hmm. and they manage to turn everyone against them. Yes, when they are actively attacking the freaking um, Dan Lambert, Dan Lambert, an American right. top team and men of right. the year who are pretty pretty steadily hated, pretty well hated. Yeah, and it was just a really bad look on them, and it like was. there's something about. Ty trying to be the quote unquote like badass bitch mm -hmm. that comes off as really unlikable. And I don't mm -hmm. know what that is, mm -hmm. but I realized in that moment, like my brain was reading unlikability when I'm looking at it. And I love Ty Conti mm -hmm. and I love Sammy. And then they basically said they despoiled the belt that Dan <laughs> Lambert had in his right. mouth. Right. Which is really interesting considering paid the, I don't know. I'm not yeah. even going to go there. There's other situations involving other people named Paige in the past that relates yes. to this. That I thought I just that thought was of that. really odd that yeah. there's a pay, you know, Paige here, Paige then. Yeah. And I get that they are they are responding to Internet hate over their relationship. Mm -hmm. Like a big part of this is them mm -hmm. lashing out this whole turn, this whole mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. But it's something that nobody watching knows about. Like if right. if one point one million people are watching, and I don't remember the ratings, I don't think it was one million, but with DVRs it is a million and probably over ten thousand maybe know about the hate they've gotten on Twitter over their relationship. Mm -hmm. And so them posting photos of themselves naked with the belt online, and that's it's more than just this promo is what I'm talking about. It's that stuff, their reaction, they're posting those photos. Mm -hmm. It's turning so many people off. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it in response to something that no one knows is happening. Right. Um, like when it comes down to it, like I made something, I made a TV show trend number one in America on Twitter multiple weeks in a row with like under 5,000 tweets. I live in a tiny town, Kevin, of 10,000 people. That means that basically half my tiny ass town could tweet <laughs> about something. It would trend number one. Right. Like Twitter trending in reality does not right. matter. Right. It only matters when people believe it matters and they write about it. Mm -hmm. And these two kids have been convinced themselves that they have to do this to like take back their relationship or whatever mm -hmm. from the haters. And it's really biting them in the ass, man. I think it's also... They're just really excited about each other. 
and they clearly are, as we as Dan right. Lambert very quickly learned, and <laughs> very quickly, and and I think they just assume that everyone's just excited about them as they are. Yeah, and it's coming off really smarmy. It is coming. It's smarmy is the perfect word. That's yeah. the thing is they went from an adorable couple. Yes, they that went we from an enjoyed watching. Couple. Everyone was happy love. for. And now there's now there's the smarmy, dirty couple who are, right. who are like now they're keeping, leading an edge who are keeping respectable elderly gentlemen from putting a championship belts. They they earned near the ring right. in their mouths. <laughs> you don't hear the ring. person, man. No. Yeah. By the way, I love the co-champion yeah. thing. I really I love do that. I hope it yeah. keeps going. I hope it becomes more prominent. I love it. So yeah. the thing is, I, I've been talking about the the bigger picture, like the Twitter aspects of this, mm-hmm. but just them in the ring, they didn't come off as likable when they're, all they're doing is really attacking bad guys. They're attacking right. heels. They're standing up to heels, really. Mm-hmm. And they came off as so unlikable. And that's not a good situation, considering Sammy is one of the best projects to have been built yeah. up in AEW. I think probably MJF is number one. And then it's is it like Darby number two and Sammy number three, I think is probably the right order. Yeah. With Wardlow on his way. Mm-hmm. And then to see him kind of flush that down the toilet really quickly. Really quickly. And and it's not saying it's gone, it's not coming back, but I think they might have a harder, harder job bringing it back around than they think they do. Mm-hmm. From just watching the 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 and it, again, it wasn't just people on Twitter. It's people on the on the fight game media board. Yeah, it's friends texting me. Mm-hmm. Like it was universally negative reaction. I think mm-hmm. it's weird how like it's it's not quite as bad as when Brandy was doing all yeah. that with Dan Lambert. But it's so. very similar. It's but very it is similar. Where it's like that did not happen the way you thought it would. And especially like I think somebody somebody mentioned this I think in Fight Game Media on Facebook, kind of like the spiritual successor to Cody is now making the exact same mistakes that Cody made, <laughs> just without trying to fix racism for everyone. Right, right. Well, hopefully they'll hopefully they'll realize it and make some adjustments because they're both yeah. really likable people. I I really just want to see. I want more Jay Lethal, Sammy Guevara in the ring. Not Jay mm-hmm. Lethal, more Scorpio Sky. Stupid yeah. mistake. Because they're phenomenal together. I really like they put on a great match. I want to see more great matches. Also, really want to see Ty Conti and Paige Van Zant, but I feel like that's probably not happening super quickly. Which, by the way, I think it was on Twitter, maybe Instagram. I saw some training foot- footage that Paige Van Zant put out oh, really? her in the ring. Okay. And she was doing some really cool moves like okay. over the ropes that I've never seen anybody do. It's nothing crazy complicated, but I'd never seen anybody do the simple thing she did. And I believe it was like for more, like, you know, subscribe to my Patreon or whatever, Uh, but it was cool. Who's training her? Do you know? Gangrel. What? Really? Yes. I love your reaction. (laughs) Oh, I wish everybody could have seen Kevin's face, which was a surprise when I read it. I'm like, not my first choice, but Yeah. yeah, you, you go. Which okay. I'm guessing is because I'm assuming they live in the same town as why. Oh, that would make sense. He's in like the Florida, Miami or whatever. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Okay, what, what's our next topic for the week in AEW? Let's what's the see. next We already talked about? about Dustin Rhodes and Lance. We talked about Fuego. Yeah. Scorpio oh, Sky. Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society. Oh, yeah. We had oh, Chris yeah, Jericho, guys. Daniel Garcia versus John Silver, Alex Reynolds. Yeah. The greatest 90 seconds in pro wrestling. Yeah. 
Um, really was. I enjoyed the match. Um, what were your? Give me your take on the match. What do you have any specific thoughts on it? I mean, it was one of those matches. It was kind of that that AEW special where the first half is like okay, and the second half is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you have to wait for that commercial break. Right. And I, yeah, going into that match, I thought, wow, this second hour kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah. And then, then the last like five minutes, they brought was it, just they brought it awesome. back in the end. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that they got Daniel Garcia, some proper sports entertainment tights. Yeah. He's all true. shiny and with the uh, JS logo on there, but he's still I, got the socks. I have to tell you, I do miss the old outfit though, for whatever yeah. reason. Right. I, I do miss it, but yeah, so, they kept the socks. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty good. Jericho's looking pretty good these days. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about the whole sports entertainment thing, but I'm kind of like willing to see it play out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people who are kind of in that situation. Also, who would have thought just the dark order? They're feuding with Chris Jericho. They're feuding with Malachi Black. Yeah. Like all nothing but top guys and they're only losing, but still. Right. They're, they're there. They're, they're in the moment. And I really do. I, like, the longer this goes, and it's literally gone two weeks now, maybe three weeks, right. I kind of feel like the Jericho Appreciation Society is a transitional situation. Like, I don't think it's long term, and I don't know why I feel that way. Yeah. But I feel like it is. Um, maybe it's because I don't think it's clicking as well as it maybe should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not as excited about it as I thought I would because I love Matt Menard. Really liked yep. him more as Matt Lee. Yeah. Love Daniel Garcia and, 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 and Jeff Jeff Parker, whatever. I think his new name's Art Vandalay. Is that it? <laughs> it's Art Vandalay. Angelo. Yeah. Ange, Angelo. Angelo Parker. Parker. And I literally didn't know it at the beginning of that sentence. So I was being honest. <laughs> I, I like Art Vandalay. It was not Art Vandalay. He's an um, architect. Yeah. Also a well-known uh, importer, exporter of, right. of, 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 is it leather? No. Latex. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm still here to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm excited about it uh, uh, enough. I'm excited enough about it because everybody in this group, with the exception of maybe Jake Hager, has so much potential. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing think, against Jake Hager. I feel like he's reached his potential. I, I do AEW. like that they that they're letting um, Matt still be kind of a mouthpiece. He comes yeah. out and 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 yells at the people for singing along to Judas. And to me, that's a big deal that yeah. like Chris Jericho, we know has so much say over all his angles mm-hmm. and it's kind of him anointing Matt yeah. as, as a future guy and saying, I'm going to give you as much mic time as I'm getting. Right. Or I'm at least give you a spot to, to be featured every week. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, true. Give, he's giving Matt a taste is what he's doing. Yeah. Giving him a taste as he Give him a taste. The bread that can't be toasted, which we still haven't heard on television yet. That's the worst part of this is they've gotten rid of the bread that can't be toasted. That's no <sighs> longer there. That's all. When the cold hearted, handsome devil is. And it should have been gone before it that ever came out gone. of anybody's yep. mouth. Yep. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we had Dan Housen come out and curse a face. What was that about? Right. On Rampage. Totally going against the canon of the Dan Housen video blog. Yeah, that's uh, right. He had an arrangement with Hook where he would bring him chips every week in exchange for not getting uh, beaten up. They had a deal. Maybe. Right. And Hook hasn't beat him up. You have to assume the chips have still been coming. Why would he make this turn? That, like... This sounds stupid, people. I understand. What I'm about to say is going to sound ludicrous. 
but I want my BTE and my YouTube things to be in storyline with TV. I want yeah. them in the same cinematic universe. Or, or not waiting. Like, are you telling me this is a Sony angle and not an MCU angle? Is that what you're telling me here? <laughs> I'm not cool with that. Yeah. No, I don't want Sony angles yeah. in AEW because Sony angles are hot garbage. Yeah. Like, so yeah. This was, this was another thing. Okay. This, the, uh, the, the uh, House of Black feuding with Fuego and the Dark mm -hmm. Order, um, the, uh, what is the other thing? Oh, Swerve Strickland losing in his second match. Yeah. That all fed into my whole thing about like, are people getting stuck, you know, because clearly they have absolutely no idea what to do with Danhausen yet. Because, and I think it's because he probably can't wrestle yet. And right, but, but that's not a strength him, anyway. Right. Like he's a, he's a decent wrestler, mm -hmm. but I don't hire Danhausen without having a plan for Danhausen because there's right. The thing is, it's not like nobody has ideas for Danhausen. Right. Like Jeff Hawkins probably has 20 ideas for Dan Housen. Everybody oh, yeah. has great ideas for Dan Housen, and they're not doing any of them. Like, I like that they are using him. Like, everybody's using him in their vlogs. Everybody's mm -hmm. using him on their, like, like mm -hmm. every show building to Dynamite has Dan Housen. And I like right. that. But he's, if you're going to have him on TV, have him doing, if he's, if you're not doing something with him, don't have him there. Mm -hmm. And I don't want his first match in AEW to be against Hook. No, I don't think anybody wants that. Oh, Lord, no. No. I, I I think that he's bringing him out in front of the people because the people would cheer him and they think, and Tony Khan thinks that's what they want, which, yeah. you know, I'm sure he it's probably great. Thought, he still gets a big reaction when he comes out. But I think I know. I think Dan I know Hous what happened oh, here. Okay. Go well, ahead. You finish and then I'll say. Danhausen became who Danhausen is during the pandemic when yeah. there was no one in the stands Danhausen was did not get over in front of a live crowd he literally got over on youtube videos yeah behind the scenes things and doing that like mm -hmm. they should just be doing pre-tapes with him yeah you know being weird or doing like a, a taz you know how taz would do the uh you know break down the yeah. hold or whatever like some segment where dan Housen's just like doing would, that analysis on somebody i would love that and it would be it would be nonsense and it would be hilarious yeah and he is getting the big reactions now yeah the, the fans are back and i but think it won't last i think not if they keep do, treating him like they're treating him All i right. think it was a simple short thought in tony khan's head Everybody pops for Hook. Everybody pops for Danhausen. Right. I'll I'll send Danhausen out to curse Hook. Right. And it'll be a it'll be a quadruple pop. The pops right. will just multiply. Right. And um, it doesn't work like that. Like each yeah. person has their own vibe. Everybody wants to support both, and yeah. it's just going to confuse fans when you put them out there to do that. Right. It was a bad move. And I, I think I, if they had seen if you had seen a if you had seen a if you wanted to see a double pop. They could have had Danhausen come out and do something and get bullied by QT Marshall. Yeah. Or and and then have Hook come out and save him. Like Hook sticks up for Danhausen, then people would want that. Or you could even have Danhausen come out and curse uh Team Taz. There's loads of reason to curse them. Right. Like there are plenty of people to be cursed there. Mm -hmm. And uh but they didn't. Um the Ricky Stark Swerve Strickland match, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I'm excited to see more. 
it hit Swerve's me. Swerve's a star. Swerve is a real star. Every time I see Swerve, he feels he feels like a guy that should be the world champion to me. And I don't get that read on people very often, mm-hmm. very rarely. And I don't think he should like in this match. I started thinking, I don't think they're going to give Swerve this this FTW title. That's only confuses no. things. He doesn't need it. And yeah. it hit me. He's going to lose this match. Yeah. And I don't want to see him. I don't think he should lose the match. Mm-hmm. At least it was clear it was cheating. But I don't want to see Swerve, Swerve Strickland getting pinned uh, on, on a even bi-weekly basis. Like yeah, this Swerve's does not one need to happen. Right now. Yeah. Swerve needs to be treated like a star right now. The star that he is. He has, earned, he has earned it himself from walking in day one. Whose house? Swerve's house. Everybody yeah. knew it. Everybody responded to it. Right. He's the coolest dude on this show. A show that has hook. And um, he needs yeah, but, to stay that way. And that's the way he isn't losing to Ricky Starks. Right. And, but even like someone said, someone pointed out, uh, you know, he debuted on um, a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And by the first hour of the Dynamite after that, he there were two other debuts after him. Yeah. And getting lost in the mix. He's getting lost in the mix because he should, the people he should be a, in the spotlight. I and, like, again, he and Keith Lee are, should both be both both be major priorities. Right. But getting and I think thrown in, together. I don't know. I think in their mind, they are. Like, yeah. I don't think it's because they're devaluing them, because I think right. the way Tony looks at it is they're the main event acts on Rampage right now. Right. And right. so in a way, it's like, well, no, it's not that they're devaluing them. It's just I I think I don't know. They I'll say this. Okay. I don't hate him losing to Ricky Starks if you've built up Ricky Starks beforehand. But they didn't build. And Ricky right. Starks should be a guy in these big programs. Yeah. He can talk. He's a good wrestler. Ricky Starks hasn't been built up the way Ricky Starks should have been to be beating a guy like Swerve. And I don't think you start the build on Ricky Starks by beating Swerve. I don't think it's a huge issue, yeah. but it it should have been done better. Like, simple right. as that. I think it just should have been a little better. Yeah, it puts it puts Swerve on Ricky Starks' level, which is mid-carter. Yeah. yeah, and he shouldn't be on that level. Like, neat, like Ricky Starks should have been moved up to at least about to break out a mid card before mm-hmm. you put him against Swerve. Right. Simple as that. And I get Swerve is going to win in the end in this Ricky Starks feud, but he still has those L's. They're still sitting there yeah. in, a, in a company where you've got Scorpio Sky hasn't lost in 395 days or whatever. Right. Swerve, Swerve Strickland just did. Yep. Yeah. Um, which... I'm excited to see Keith Lee throw throw people around. I, I love Keith Lee yeah. butting heads with with uh, Will Hobbs. Oh yeah, these are all four people who should be close to main event level, TNT mm-hmm. title belt level. Which, by the way, I know we're, we're we're well removed from talking about that topic from last week. Mm-hmm. One of the things that came up was a little bit of an argument between a couple people on the on the Fight Game Media Group board about Andrade. And how we mm-hmm. never brought up Andrade. And I kept, when we were we having did. that conversation, we I did, kept though. thinking, we did? Yeah. What did we he say? Because my was thought the first was, name listed when we, uh, when we talked about uh, TNT title level. Right. He, and he's but a guy we didn't talk who, about him. We just mentioned his name. Right. Like, he's a guy who, every time I looked at him and every time I thought of the name was, he should be there, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's not there right now. He mm-hmm. should be there. But he just isn't because he's been with the uh, HFO. And because there's a lot of guys 
that are the There's same. So many guys. So many guys have and the same potential. Swerve is on TV making people fall in love with him as a character every week. Yeah. Andrade has had way more TV time, mm-hmm. but has not won people over like Swerve mm-hmm. has. Right. And again, it's just having the it factor. Swerve has the it factor. He absolutely it has it. Doesn't matter how great Andrade is. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have it. I'm not saying he doesn't. We it, we just have. He doesn't have the same yet. thing. Whatever it is, he has yep. something else. He's something yes, different. Exactly. And I don't even think Keith Lee has what Swerve has. And by the way, there's been a lot of um. Who was it? Is Conan who came out and has been very upset over the fact that he doesn't have a solid that that Andrade doesn't have a mm-hmm. solid English speaking manager, mm-hmm. and he's saying that that's hurting Andrade that he doesn't have a manager to talk for him like clearly and in English. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I agree. I don't nec- I don't disagree. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't, you know, history shows when when he was with Zelina Vega, he, that was when he was at his best. Yeah. Like. It's a sh- it's a shame. It's a shame. He doesn't have that same situation yeah. now. Um, also, we, he's had like four managers now. He's had Vicky right. Guerrero. He's had Chavo uh-huh. Guerrero. Uh-huh. He has Jose, Jose the assistant. He fired. Ch- he fired Chavo. For hitting somebody with the iPad, right, and cheating, then he someone and, with the iPad. and then he said, "Yeah, it's a again." <laughs> I don't know. I like his character. You need right that now. stage I, manager. I don't know it. if his character now is like a world, a world champion level character, but right. I, I like the aloof sort of kind of clueless, uh, yeah. rich guy. You know, I think my favorite thing is wanting to talk to Darby Allen's boss repeatedly. And right. I kind of like that. <laughs> I do like that. And again, like he can be the same guy, but mm-hmm. he's his place is being defined by who he's in the ring with. Yeah. Who he's in. And it's not been. It's but not a lot of this. Cream so, of the crop. A lot of but this is it's deep, it, like depth, a lot of depth. Right. Multiple problems can be fixed together because like when, you know, when we talk about. Um, you know, Adam Page has not been featured enough as the world champion. Yeah. Adam Page also is never more over than when he's winning matches. Yeah. Adam Page could easily have been defending this title every two weeks. Yeah. Against guys like Andrade and mm-hmm. Ricky Starks and, you know, and Dustin and it, Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes and all those people would have had great matches. They all would have been elevated by it, and Adam Page would have been elevated by it because Ricky that's when Starks. he's most popular. It just hit me. Like my, I did like a double take when I realized like Ricky Starks versus Adam Page would be would be such a good match. And I yeah, hope it's something we get to see. And yeah, and then it, I think I think we should have a larger conversation at some point about what you want out of a heel champion versus a face champion. Mm-hmm. And out of a face champion, kind of the only way to do it. Because the heel is going to be out here bragging every week, mm-hmm. talking down to everybody every week. The only equivalent that I can think of for a face champion is to be the fighting champion. Yeah. Who's out here always defending the title. Especially in Adam Page. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, again, like you said, that's when he's at his best. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a talker. He's a doer. Yep. And I think that that's that was a the biggest part of his character in the build mm-hmm. in his build to become champion. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hook Achievement Award. We yeah. talked about the aftermath, not yeah. the actual event. Um, how do they how do they move forward from this? Hook has already they, dealt with QT right. so many times. Where do you go? He's he's in danger of being on a treadmill. And and again, I'm I think they have this weird thing where they they know they have something with Hook. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to introduce him 
into the rest of the universe in a way. He's sort yeah. of in his own bubble. But you don't want somebody to be in, in QT Marshall, in the world of QT no. Marshall for too long. He's been feuding with QT Marshall for like six weeks now. Yeah. And, and it's his only feud. Like, give us somebody, right. like, not a top guy. Give us somebody who can. It's got to escalate. And also, he, yeah. if he keeps getting wins, they're, you know, they're, the way their system is set up, he's he has to show up on the top five. He should be number one right now because I think he's like six and oh. Yeah, I think so. It's around six and oh, something right. close to that. He's, he's essentially been on there every two weeks. And I think they've, yeah. I think I, I, my theory is they did this certificate achievement angle just so that he could be on the TV and not wrestle. Yeah. So that they wouldn't have to put him in the thing. To me, what they have to do, I mean, they have to get to it at some point is the Ricky Starks feud. And, you know, have it, him it, feud it's for very the easy FTW to do. Belt. Yeah. Have him feud for the FTW belt, have him win the FTW belt, and then have him defend it as just the badass who can't be beat. And that yeah, keeps him have, in his own world. Have it be the, the AEW's version of the UFC's BMF belt. Right. Right. Something that can bring attention, but it's not actually sanctioned. And um, then yeah. and, and they, they, they can easily set it up by, you know, uh, if Ricky and um, Powerhouse Hobbs lose to Swerve and Keith Lee, mm-hmm. they can immediately do a segment where Ricky and Hobbs are mad at Taz because he hasn't been giving them attention because he's yeah. so, you know, it's the Ole Anderson thing. It's, you know, yeah. it's, you're paying too much attention to your dumb son instead of us. You know, I was, I was, when you started that sentence, my brain immediately went to, would there be a way to introduce, like to move hook over with swerve and, and Keith to feud with those two and someone else as a way to break him away. But I like what you're saying. I like the breakaway after it's a good idea. Yeah. And also I would I would I wouldn't mind it if uh, that's also the only way to keep the FTW belt relevant, in my opinion, yeah. as in it's stupid. You can't have somebody belt. not associated with Taz. Right. So the person who should have it is Taz's son, who would have it until he wins an actual belt. Like right. could hold exactly. it long term. And it makes sense why it means something to him because his father's belt. Right. Okay, we've covered I think everything this week. We went more in depth on mat not not on matches, but in storylines around each individual match. I think we mm-hmm. usually do. I don't think there's any need to get into Maddie Rinkowski. <laughs> no, um, Red Dragon versus Five and Dime was good. Um, that was good, but it was but it was kind of a I was I was like Red Dragon are kind of the Johnny Garganos. Yeah, and that's you know, been my problem with them the I, whole time. And I don't remember like, a lot of that match. I I don't. Like, that's why I said it was good. Like, I remember enjoying the match, but I don't remember the match at all. Um, and I think they're the, your next like, champs, though. That's why I've been concerned about that, because I don't think I think like when they win me over, I think they'll win everybody else over. Kind of like I came across to the acclaimed the same week everybody else came across on the acclaimed. And now they're very popular as the as kind of the, the Reddit poll showed. Mm hmm. And they earned it. And these guys haven't earned it yet as like the only thing I can tell you about either guy. They're friends with Adam, Adam Cole mm-hmm. and um, Kyle O'Reilly likes intentionally mispronouncing people's names. Like that's his thing. He's a guy who mispronounces names. Yes. And you need more than that to set you apart from just being a, a Johnny Gargano. And, which and we but, all and, love Johnny Gargano. 
Right. And Bobby, I feel like we always, we use it as such a pejorative. Yeah, it's and not every a week pejorative. We have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to find someone to change yeah. this to who we don't like. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And Bobby Fish is an excellent uh, color commentator on his own matches. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he absolutely is. So I just need AW to give us some more flavor with these guys. Give yeah. us a little something extra. And I have a feeling that'll probably come a little too late. Like, Again, when we're all expecting this Kenny Omega feud to erupt as soon as he comes back, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling they'll have the belts when he comes back, and mm-hmm. that'll be a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had a thought yeah. if, um, if, because uh, I, I think what they're building to is Red Dragon against uh, Jurassic Express and Adam Cole against Adam Page. Uh, yeah, at, it seems and like I'm thinking of Battle of the Belts, like maybe mm-hmm. have that be a two, big two match show. Yeah, that doesn't need to be ha- that doesn't need to be double or nothing, and I don't think they're yeah. thinking about that. No, but I think it could build about double or nothing because a lot of people are thinking CM Punk will be going for the title at double for nothing, right? Which makes me wonder if it'll be Adam Page or Adam Cole. Yeah, like what if basically Undisputed Era takes over AEW at Battle of the Belts? And you'll have a, and and again, that sets up really well for a returning Kenny Omega who had every belt in the known world comes back and every belt is, is, is held by these guys that he doesn't even like. Cause even then you could have CM Punk go for the title and lose to Adam Cole. Yeah. And then Adam Cole stands at the end of the uh, double or nothing. And then Kenny Omega comes out. Oh yeah. So you've already booked it. Are you going to go? 99% chance I'm going. Oh. Garrett is holding the ticket for me. He yeah. says he might sit me next to you. He said, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I'll tell you more about this after okay. the show. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'll be there, though. I really do think I'll be there. Um, okay. We've got, let's talk about what should have been on Dynamite. You've got a match. I've got a vlog. I think that's how we've been doing it lately. Let's stick to it. What's All your right. match that should have been on Dynamite? Um, I kind of wanted to bring this up with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club because we talked about Serena D being there. But another mm-hmm. person who might be on that list of badasses is Marina Shafir, who had a match on Dark. Her character that she's doing on Dark is really great. Jeff Hawkins really put good. it well. He said, Marina Shafir is everything that they wanted Layla Hurst to be. That sounds right. She I like that a lot. She's just a mean machine badass. Uh, and... And I, you know, I don't know what there's they like, couldn't do with her in NXT, but she's got a completely different demeanor now. There's a situation where it was believed that when Ronda Rousey came back to the WWE, that mm-hmm. she made a lot of demands, including Marina Shafir getting signed mm. while she was appearing on AEW under a match to match contract. Mm-hmm. I really hope AEW gets Marina Shafir. Yeah. Like, I've loved what she's been doing on Dark. I love the character. And I think it's clear the reason she's not on Dynamite is that they don't have her signed to a contract. And I think she's not signed to a contract because I think she's still wanting to go back with her friends mm, in WWE. Yeah. And I think it's waiting for that big WWE contract that may not be coming. And I think it'll get resolved soon because they brought back Ronda for WrestleMania specifically. And if it does, and if nothing hits with Marina Shafir making a Raw debut, like let's say by the the Raw after Mania, 
then she's not going to. And then that would give her all the incentive to sign with AEW and Blackpool would be would be perfect. I would love mm-hmm. that. I'd really love that. So I've been talking about Thunder Rosa and her vlog for weeks now, mainly comedically. Like mm-hmm. it's all about butts. And there's been a lot of like it's been a little ridiculous. And we talked last week. She finally got she mm-hmm. finally got Danhausen and it wasn't good. Like mm-hmm. Danhausen was super shy. But this week we got her actual taco vlog with Danhausen and it's really good. It is definitely worth a watch. It is long. Really? It's longer than it should be, but you're not bored. Like she's asking fascinating questions and she's getting fascinating answers because they're two very different people. Mm-hmm. Like Danhausen's a big consumer of pop culture. Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa doesn't watch TV. Um, I just really enjoyed the segment. Also, Danhausen is like loving the tacos and you don't ever know quite how much he's joking when she's asking him about his experience with tacos. And he's talking about like Del Taco and Taco Bell. And she is blown away, mind blown. And then she's literally surprised, like thunderstruck at how into these tacos they are. And apparently mm. she really did pick him up in the airport and he's legit starving. And he's having to, the poor guy's having to eat these tacos, which Tacos can be messy with mm-hmm. full makeup, right? Full makeup. It's just a really fun show. And I really think you all should go out of your way to watch it. And like I watched it over like a couple of days where I'd watch five or 10 minutes and okay. I'd come back. And it's probably not that long. It's probably 25 minutes. I watched it in segments and I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, like they talk about where they met, who was wrestling on the cards when they first met. Mm-hmm. It gives you some history on both of them. Um, gives you a lot of backstory on uh, on Danhausen, like his wife is a is a like a a, a major like burlesque entertainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of really cool stuff. Um, just a really good interview, and I think it might be one of uh, Thunder Rose's better interviews. And she really enjoyed it as well, which That's always really cool. yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, everybody. And again, that is uh, it's not Danhausen's vlog; it's Thunder Rose's, and it's okay. specifically her taco vlog this week. One thing I also wanted to point out was um, if you haven't seen the MJF interview with Ariel Helwani from this week. I saw some clips. I haven't uh, seen the whole thing I've only yet. Seen, I really want. I've seen some longer clips. I haven't sat down okay. and watched the whole thing. Okay. But the clips that I saw, I loved because uh, he's asking him about like WWE and NXT. And MJF talking about NXT 2.0 is fantastic. I've got to hear that. I haven't heard any clips about that. I've heard him. I've heard the like flirtations with WWE and all that. I haven't heard about NXT 2.0 because he's like, look, there's just some kids. There are volcanoes of charisma and, and, and Helwani, you can tell doesn't know if he's entirely being serious or not. And, and, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like it's amazing what they're doing there. These are, these are young kids. Like, finding themselves. And I don't mean as performers. I mean, as human beings (laughs) and he's doing it so straight and he's not like over the top MGF. He's doing it so straight. So good. Yeah. And, but he's just, it, a lot of people will not realize how much shade he's actually throwing. It uh, sounds so well done. Them. It's and so it. Yeah, it was look, hilarious. I think 99 out of 100 people listening to this know who Ariel Hawani don't who, who Ariel Hawani is. For those mm-hmm. that don't major player in mixed martial yeah. arts, one of the premier mixed martial arts journalists. And he's a big pro wrestling fan. He's always been a big pro wrestling fan. And he's worked 
yeah. some angles. First of all, he's worked a lot of angles with Chell Sonnen. Like literally, mm-hmm. they've worked out angles before press conferences and play them out in press conferences with questions and answers. Mm-hmm. I've literally heard the two men planning out these angles. But he's also done angles with Brock Lesnar and Undertaker that were yeah. going to potentially happen if Brock hadn't lost his fight mm-hmm. at like WrestleMania. He's a big friend of CM Punk. He always has CM Punk interviews back in the day whenever CM whenever the UFC would come to Chicago, we'd go to CM Punk's house. Um, it's kind of cool to see Ariel Hawani, who only really involves himself with major players in pro wrestling, yeah. involve himself with NJF, who is we all think is going to be one of the biggest players in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of his first real deep connection with an AEW original. Again, he hasn't done that much with CM Punk since CM Punk's come back. Right. CM Punk's He's always been more of a WWF guy. Yeah. Very clearly. And I'll say this. Um, almost everybody I know that that come off as WWF guys, WWE guys, almost all of them have kids and really enjoy watching the show with their yeah. kids. And he's mm-hmm. one of those people. Like mm-hmm. he has young kids and they enjoy watching it together. Um, although I don't know why I'm trying to defend people watching WWE. It's the biggest company <laughs> in the world and everybody watches WWE right. with me. But uh but yeah, he's a he's clearly a WWE guy, so it's cool to see him with an AEW guy now. Yeah. And that's something like we're already seeing the effects of MJF bringing somebody who can bring a lot of light to mm-hmm. like who can shine a light on AEW for the general public who wasn't part of right. this before. And now he's here. Yeah. And this isn't quite I don't know if this is quite an accurate comparison, but I mean, Ariel Hawani was a big part in making Conor McGregor a star. Yeah. He yeah. was his Howard Cosell. Right. There was and, definitely some of that. Yeah. And um, if he if he really enjoyed that interview, he'll do more of them. He'll do more. Exactly. Yeah. And listen, the one you know who was not heavily involved in making Conor McGregor a star? The UFC and Dana White. <laughs> like they're having a big year, but I will forever yeah. say they are the worst promoters in the world. Everyone there is a self-made person right. or like Chael collaborated with Ariel mm-hmm. or like Connor who did most of it on his own, but then had help from outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this could be a big deal in the future. The Ariel Hawani MJF connection. It's not, look, it's not an earthquake in the world of no. MMA, but it's something worth paying attention to as we move forward into the future. Yeah. Which again, that was a redundant statement forward into the future. <laughs> Speaking of looking forward into the future, let's talk about what's coming up this week. Okay, FTR versus the Gun Club is so weird. Yeah, the Gun Club is higher rated, and mm-hmm. but we know there's a turn. There's something happening with FTR, and I'm ready for it. And it's probably going to happen before they move over to ROH for the match, the potentially just one match. Right, and it's all a little confusing. I don't know where it's going to go. I think they're going to turn face, and I'm hoping this has something uh, something to do with it because I want some clarity on where they're going. And also, what's going to happen with Tully now that he's not with them? Yeah. We've got a lot of great managers in AEW right now with nobody to manage. Mm-hmm. Arn and Tully both have nobody at the moment. Hmm. Well, Arn has a bunch of like randoms that nobody whose name right. nobody remembers other than Lee Johnson, <laughs> but yeah. we haven't seen him. He's not he there. Seen he, you in know, a while. He's just sitting at home, like yep. practicing with his gloves, cleaning his gun, yeah, cleaning those guns. That's exactly right. <laughs> um. Darby Allen versus Andrade is going to be great this week. Like, I don't think anybody has any doubt about that. Yeah. Um, got a new got a, debut. That's right. The bunny is going to take on someone. 
yep. someone. And there's so many women available, Kevin. It could mm-hmm. be anybody. Like, I'm not going to speculate, but like, there's just so many women out there. Like, two of all the women we talked about on our AEW, like, State of the Union, mm-hmm. like, two people have been snapped up. Mm-hmm. Like, one was like the one you wanted to go to AEW. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so many, like, the Mia Yims are still out there. There's so many people. I'm excited oh, yeah. to see Mia who it Yim, is. But Athena, I, the former yeah. uh, Ember Moon, Tony Storm. Yeah. Also, for some reason, it feels like there's been some talk this week that makes me think that, like, okay, this is what it was. Killer Cross was supposed mm-hmm. – the, there was a, there was talk that he was going to be on this ROH Supercard of Honor show. Oh. And then after Tony Khan, and he said there was talk about it. Like, he was hearing from them that he was going to be on this show. And then once Tony Khan officially bought Ring of Honor, he has heard nothing. Hmm. And I think it's odd – that like even for this ROH show, he and potentially his his wife would be totally left out in the cold. I think mm-hmm. that's really strange because even if you don't think he's right for AEW, he's somebody that you talk to at the very least. As in before WWE put the weird mask on him, yeah, he yeah. was super over. Yeah. He and his wife were super over. Uh-huh. And so yeah. It's very strange, and that just reminded me of that, and we haven't talked about it. Um, is there a particular like? I wish like I like I, I like I would like to see Mia Yim come in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't know who it would be. I really don't, and I haven't seen any hints from anybody on social media. Yeah, I haven't heard a clue. Like mm-hmm. I think this is maybe the first time AEW has told us something's coming, and we don't have any idea. Like we don't even have yeah. a guess. Um. I guess we're going to find out. And then the winner of that match is going to be uh, in the Owen Cup, the the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, uh, the female side, clearly. Mm-hmm. We've got House of Black versus Fuego del, Sol, Fuego del Sol, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Um, that should be a good match. I cannot imagine that Team Fuego wins this match. Is is as good a tag team as Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are. We haven't seen them yeah. wrestling forever. Maybe one match. Yeah. That's just going to be one of those really entertaining matches where you know yeah. who's going to win. And I'm sure Again, they're going to work match. on the angle. Yeah. Oh, tri- yeah. I'm sure they're going to work on the angle, but it's Rampage. You're not. I don't think we're going to get that long a, a production out of this, like a yeah. big, long, drawn-out angle. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, okay. What's the next one we've got? We've got Hobbs Lee, and Stark. Who are they taking yeah, on? Hobbs and Stark against Lee and Swerve. So that finally should be really fun. Finally getting that one. Yeah, finally getting that. And That's then a one really thing, good lineup of matches, by the way, for Rampage. Well, wait, Dyn- well, I'm sorry. FTR Gun Club, Darby Allen, Bunny. That's all dynamite. Right. Rampage is House of Black, and this right. that's two great tag team matches. Yeah, and then uh, I thought this was funny when they ran down on Rampage. All this they also said, and be sure to follow Twitter because we enter we announce a lot of matches there. Like <laughs> they finally. Like just they admitted finally the admitted fact it. that they that they you know the half the matches are going to be announced on Twitter. We are we we are poor at our jobs, right? Like just catch our Twitter and you'll yeah, find they out. Literally what's had going a graphic on. for like follow us on social media to find out more matches. Yeah, and we have Battle of the Belts coming up, and right mm-hmm. now Battle of the Belts has maybe been the biggest disappointment yeah. for me in AEW. And that I thought it was going to be Clash of Champions. That's it was what not makes me think they're going to do two big matches and a big title change. 
I hope so. I, like they need to give us a reason to be into Battle of the Belts. And I don't right. think I don't remember what it was, but I know there was something that I think was supposed to happen on the first one that fell apart due to an injury or something. I can't remember. I could be totally wrong there. Well, there was going to be a Cody match and then uh, Cody yeah. had the COVID Cody got or COVID, something, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And they uh, they it put took in a Dustin. lot of the star power out of right. out of Battle of the Belts. Right. And so you've got a couple predictions. What are your predictions? So, yeah, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, but I'm predicting that they do Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express and Adam Cole versus Adam Page world title and world tag team title matches as the that key matches all the of that sense. show. And would you have the tag titles change hands? I, I would have at least the tag titles change hands. And oh, my God, have them all go. Just have them yeah. all. I mean, that's, what, that's these. The, yeah. Teach these hooligans out here like myself who might not watch this. <laughs> right. What they've given up. Like just rub their faces in it, Tony. Right, just make them rub miss it. A, in. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna do a make good on that and make it be like you should have watched. I, I I really hope we do get a really good battle of belts, and I really wish they would do on like an undercard on 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 YouTube, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, you've got all these people that need matches. Right. Okay. We started out talking about this. This is Mania Week for Fight Game Media. There's, by the way, for those that don't know. Wherever WrestleMania goes, there are dozens, up mm-hmm. to a hundred pro wrestling events surrounding it. Yeah. Um, the last time it was in New Orleans, I think I watched 39 hours of professional oh wrestling, and I didn't even go to WrestleMania. Wow. I just went up to the hotel room to watch it and fell asleep during AJ Styles versus Nak- versus uh um whoever I can't even remember the name, versus Nakamura. Um and so not only are there a lot of shows, there's a lot of shows we're doing to talk about these. Mm-hmm. We're kicking it off. Um, we kicked it off yesterday with the rap bonus show where they're looking at kind of previewing WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, then there's we've a got Patreon Q&A with Dave Meltzer is just about WrestleMania that yep. Garrett just did. And I think that went live today or tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's our show where here we talked briefly about the ROH Supercard of Honor. We're going to come back. And after that show and do a complete recap, which I guess means I'm buying that show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got a, a, a great bruise news coming up with a lot of uh, kind of the latest stuff that's going on. We've got Brace for Impact. They're going to talk about the multiverse of matches, which at first, like I, it took me like 30 seconds of thinking. And I was like, I love the name of that show. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um. We've got the Take It Home WrestleMania 5 throwback show. The Raps doing uh, one night recaps of each night of WrestleMania. The mm-hmm. second one, I believe, no, Bruise News is going to do a YouTube live um, on night one and do a recap. Power Bombshells are doing a YouTube live. Everybody's doing a YouTube live, to, but us. We're conquering all the media. Yeah. And I'm probably going to do a Facebook live on my own Facebook page to talk about some of the smaller shows. I've got a really good friend who's going to be in seven different shows, WrestleMania weeks. So if you want to learn about some of the smaller shows, some of the GCW shows, there's literally no room to fit this in the fight game media lineup. I'll be doing that on my Facebook at Peppermint Fatty. You can follow me everywhere at Peppermint Fatty, except for um, TikTok, where you throw an X on either end of it. Kevin, where can everybody follow you? I uh, can uh, hang out in the Fight Game Media Facebook group is where I'm interacting the most. Um, Twitter 
uh, Kevin Ely at Kevin Ely, Kevin E L Y. That's right. And uh, but just be nice because I I kind of got hit this week by. Please be nice. The man has been through it. I'm Kevin, sensitive. Outside of WrestleMania itself, what yeah. match are you most interested in for WrestleMania weekend? What show? Not match. What show? Is there anything in particular that stands out? I'll say this: that when yeah. I've gone live, I particularly really have enjoyed. Um, Joy Janela's Spring Break. Those okay. have always been good shows. They're so much fun. And I'm particularly interested in this one this year. And it comes on right after ROH Supercard of Honor. So we're either going to do a really late recap or we'll do it while I'm watching Joy Janela's Spring Break. <laughs> yeah. I, I, is it I've ROH? Never watched is it that, that before? show? It's so I, much fun. I would say it probably is. There's probably some multiverse um, matchups that. I'm, I'm, I've seen so many matches announced. I can't remember what's actually that weekend. I can't even remember what's all on shows. Like there's a lot of new Japan talent on shows, but I don't believe there's an actual new right. Japan card. Right. And um, on my Facebook, on this show, I'm going to do with my friend, Brittany. Um, I'm probably going to go through and break down the cards that I think the matches, the shows I think people should watch like GCW is going to have like 10 or 12 shows. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's other groups that put together packages of shows where you can kind of buy tickets and go see the 12 GCWs or the 12 mm-hmm. WrestleCon shows. And again, there's lots of others. There's so many to go through. And so let me know on Twitter, like what what are the ones you're the most interested in watching that weekend? And so get ready for all this content. Until next week, um, from myself, Kevin Ely, from everyone here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everybody.